Bring on 2024, my people. Oh, it cannot come soon enough because 2023, while it was great for Fingers Malloy and I, this year was a big hot mess. Tea, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. It is time for the cigars of the year. My favorite time of the year, Fingers Malloy, where you and I just get to sit and have a cigar. Because we never get to do that. Right? It's my favorite time of the year. I put the Christmas tree up, and I and I trim it with, with cigars of the year. I don't like them, though, because that would be a fire hazard. Look at you. Yeah. You thought this through. It is time for the cigar of the year, and we were, we, we, we've got a very, very unique list. The two of us, oddly enough, compared to our bourbons, no overlap on our cigars. And when you, when you start walking through everything we've done this year and what we have on tap for 2024, cigars we've never tried before, brands we've never uh, reviewed before, you, you start asking yourself, is there a through line to what it is that I liked? Is there a through line to what it is that we reviewed? And, and, and is there something that we look for when we decide to review a cigar? And fingers, I can tell you that the only thing we look for is availability. Can we get our hands on it? <laughs> and then and then we give it a go. It's the only thing we look for. Uh, but in this year, fingers of 2023, your, your, your take on the industry in general and what it is you took, what, what's your takeaway on, on this cigar year? Well, first of all, uh, San Andreas wrapper seems to continue to grow in popularity. The Mexican San Andreas with that sweetness being utilized as wrapper, being used in that binder, absolutely true. And also, we're, we seem to be uh, at a time when they've gotten through most of their supply chain issues, although they still struggle with stuff like uh, cellophane and, and, and bands and things like that. But they seem to have gotten through the other side of that, maybe struggling with finding rollers who have not uh, left their region. That's still an issue. But to me, it's all about inflation and price increases, just like every other segment of the economy. I think that you, you hit on something that's very true. One of the things that I was pleasantly surprised to see going back over the year is that um, word of cigars demise was greatly exaggerated. Yeah. And it's not that the cigar industry was going to go away by any stretch. It's that the, the COVID stuff had calmed down which means the buying had, had calmed down. And some of these smaller players who saw real opportunity in, during COVID may not have seen the opportunity in 2023. Well, one of the things that happened was Europe. And in Europe, where they are very much focused on Cuban cigars, there were issues with Cuban cigar supply. So you went from Cubans, let's say, and, and, and I'm, I'm close to the numbers, having, let's say, 85% of the market only at 65% of the market. Well, true, it's still a dominating part of the market, but it opened up opportunity for smaller players. And that may have helped them, while they may not have made as much as they would, let's say, in the States, it may have helped them stay afloat. But all of these things that you're talking about, the cellophane, the cigar glue, right, how they put the tobacco uh, to, together, the boxes, all that, even with all of those supply issues, the cigars kept coming. And there were only rare moments, and I, I want—I could think I could point to two that we dealt with, fingers, where we felt that humidors were looking a little barren, looking a little empty. In the main, the the, the stock has been there, 
and and the industry, I think, has felt very, very good that the the person who went from a weekly or, or, or once every two weeks cigar smoker because of COVID became nearly an everyday cigar smoker. Yeah. That, that, that's totally true. People had free time. It happened. A lot of them have stayed. They may not be every day now, but they're three times a week. And that's still huge compared to twice a month. Yeah. And I think the one of the other big things that happened in 2023, and you could speak to this better than I can because you know the industry better than I, and then also you've talked to people at, say, the Premium Cigar Association, is the FDA and the deeming rule being fully vacated. The deeming rule was the FDA trying to treat cigars like cigarettes and deeming, if you will, that they had authority over these things. And Judge Murda, who said... Can you show me where it is that it says you have control over these things? And the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, said, uh, we'll get back to you. <laughs> and then uh, kind of got ghosted. And that rule being vacated changes the landscape fingers. You're totally correct. In huge ways, if you want to talk about, you know, talk amongst the, the biggest pieces of news in cigars for 2023, the deeming rule being vacated is probably the very top of the list. So the the manufacturers got the benefit of the market didn't fall apart, the supply chain issues didn't cripple, and the government got out of their way. Plus, we saw states start offering cigar lounges uh, uh, again and yeah. that kind of legislation getting onto, uh, onto the, to the ballot. Good, good year for, for the cigar. Yeah, not only uh, was it great for the consumer because now they know that there's going to be less government interference when it comes to getting the products that they love, but also, you know, there are so many boutique cigar companies that you figure, you would think that if this would have continued down this road with the FDA, the big boys would have figured out a way to get around a lot of this stuff. May not have been able to provide us with as many different kinds of cigars as we would like, but the big boys would have survived. But some of the boutique cigar companies may have dropped off because of the FDA regulations. And one of the things we saw was the Boutique Cigar Association, Dr. Gabby Coffey, Dr. Garo, and others coming and joining the Premium Cigar Association show and really putting themselves on, on, on the map. Probably the best part of that show was this island that they had of showing off these these smaller boutique cigar lines. They're not going to be in 200, 300 shops. They're not going to have this, this mass appeal, but there's a place for them, and there's a place to try them. So what we saw was growth, which is so strange because that we, we, we talked, we looked. We, we remember, go back to the 2022 show. We looked at the 2023 show. And we said, clearly, there's going to be some level of contraction. And I think that while certainly you can go company to company, maybe see something, from a from a 30,000-foot overview point, none. Yeah. Industry grew. Yeah, and I know we're going to probably get into the weeds a little bit by mentioning this, but also the Premium Cigar Association trade show making the decision that in 2025, they're moving their trade show from Las Vegas to New Orleans. Yeah, okay, that did suck. <laughs> um, look, it, it does. It do, um, look, we're not anti-New Orleans. We're pro-New Orleans. I am pro-beignets. I am pro-chicory in my coffee. I am pro-cemeteries being above ground. I, I am pro all those things. But it stinks not having the conference in Vegas going into 2025. It's last year. 
in Vegas will be uh, this year. It'll be March, and we will be out there for it. As well, we should be. We have to. We have to get tickets. We gotta get hotels. Oh, oh we're gonna have to fly out there. Oh, we're gonna have to fly. But I'm telling you right now, first class. That's I, I've I learned my lesson, and my lesson is you don't get to decide anything when it comes to flying. First class, fingers. Uh, listen, uh, God bless. That sounds wonderful for you. Uh, you can you can wear Zubaz pants in first class, right? I've never liked you. It is the year of cigars. What are our top three cigars of the year? That's coming up. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy, our cigars of the year. It is happening now, Fingers Malloy. We went through the whole list. What did we smoke in 2023? Oh, there were a lot of cigars. Cavalier, CAO, Big Sky, Ferry Otego, Crowned Heads, Casa 1910, the Alfonso El Septimo, Freud Cigars, Alec Bradley, Carlito, by, which is the God of Fire, Prometheus, the P.O. Resurrection, the Box Press, which I may have gone on an honorable mention for me, the Padron 50th, the Avo Seasons we did the spring, the Mikarita Sakakan, 601 Green Label. I'm not even halfway through. <laughs> We've smoked a lot of stuff, and those are only the ones we reviewed on the show. Yeah. So. Not considering the other stuff, but we, we went through it, and we, uh, we came up with our top three, and Fingers Malloy, you start. Your top three cigars of the year. Okay, so let me explain how I came up with this list. It's 2023. Inflation is killing everyone. And so what I wanted to do was find three sticks that will not break the bank, that are still very, very uh, well-priced and are have been consistent. And for, they're from companies that you and I both like that... They have not only this cigar uh, from each company that's on the list, but also other cigars where you're like, you can't go wrong by by grabbing another stick besides uh, one that's on this list from these companies because I have not had a bad cigar from any of them. So with that, with that, number three on your list, fingers along. I am smoking number three right now. It's from Cavalier, uh, the U.S. Regional Exclusiva. Exclusiva? We'll Is that what the, it, it, you know, we say exclusive, but I thought when you were talking to Sebastian during the Premium Cigar Association trade show, he called it the Exclusiva. Let's say he did. Okay. Okay, let's say that. <laughs> uh, it's a six by 54, the wrapper, Mexican San Andreas. The binder is a Connecticut, and the filler is... It's actually uh, from the U.S., uh, Nicaragua, Honduras, and the Dominican Republic. Uh, first of all, Cavalier, wonderful presentation. If you've seen them, you'll know the, the gold diamond in the wrapper that you can smoke. Uh, it's part of the cigar. Uh, it pre- presents notes uh, uh, you know, of really subtle notes of chocolate, chocolate. Uh, it's tobacco notes. It's earthy. When we did the review, Tony, you said it smoked really clean. Uh, yes. And it, it does build in the final third where some of these notes really start coming out stronger. Uh, to me, this is uh, one of uh, the best as far as hand feel. The presentation, like I said, I love the band and that gold 
diamond leaf. Uh, it's really uh, striking to look at. And, you know, like I said, uh, Cavalier makes great sticks. I also like some, you know, the Black Series. Uh, you know, that's got a, kind of a caramel sweet. Right, the Viso number two, th yeah. things like that. They make so many great sticks. And this particular cigar, 6 by 54 $10.50 for this cigar. So nice. It's, it's, a, it's a great for your budget. So that was number three. Number three. Right there. And yes, Cavalier is a wonderful. Wonderful smoke, and almost everything they do makes me makes me very happy. Number two, Fingers Malloy. There's a theme here. Uh, this is the West Tampa Tobacco Company Red Toro, six by fifty two. Again, the Mexican San Andreas, but it's Maduro. Uh, they're specific when they say the Maduro. You say Maduro? Yes. So Mexican San Andreas Maduro, a Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan filler. Uh, the notes, chocolate, coffee, uh, almond, uh, some subtle pepper. Uh, one thing that uh, we both noticed, it's a little light in the hand, which may be off-putting to some, but it had such an easy draw that right. it made up for the fact that it felt a little light in the hand. Uh, West Taba uh, Tampa Tobacco Company uh, makes good sticks. I love the West Tampa Tobacco White. Uh, which I believe is a Habano wrapper. Uh, again, they make consistent, good sticks. Uh, this particular cigar, the uh, 6x52 Red Toro, $9. So, uh, you know, West Tampa, they, they, we, we saw them two years ago at, at the big show in Vegas and saw them again last year. I, I've tried a couple of their sticks, and, and uh, it's not that I'm anti. It's... Um, it's it's that it's just it's never it is it never grabbed me like like it grabbed you but it clearly has I mean this is a brand that has made uh, in, in, in a serious impact for you yeah and relatively new if I'm not mistaken I think just came out in the last couple of years uh, but again it's one of those uh, cigar brands where everyone I've had I've, I've never had a problem with construction uh, nice even burn low maintenance sticks and. Again, you know, when people are starting to re-examine how much they can spend on cigars, you know, the, between the West uh, Tampa Tobacco White and this Red Toro, $9, $10 a stick, it's great on the wallet. Before we get to your number one, how much did price move you? It's completely. This is all... Oh, really? That's what I said. This is all about, I'm thinking about budget, getting a good cigar under $11 a stick that you can hand to almost everyone and they'll enjoy. Uh, you know, when we go back to, say, the, uh, the the Cavalier, I believe you could give that to someone who hasn't smoked a cigar before because it's subtle. And you said it's got a, it's, it, it's a, a clean uh, cigar. Uh, but then also a, a seasoned to, a sub, uh, smoker would say, you know, I could really enjoy this in the morning. Uh they're just really fine cigars in my mind at a lower price point. So that brings us to the number one. You've got Cavalier on the list. You've got West Tampa Tobacco on the list. Fingers Malloy, who's number one? Who's your cigar of the year? Sticking with the budget theme, uh, Warfighter, the five 
0.56 millimeter Garrison Corojo Robusto. Uh, 5x52 Corojo wrapper, Habano binder, Nicaraguan filler. Listen, we met the guys at Warfighter a couple of years ago at the Premium Cigar Association trade show. Veteran-owned company, really like what they do, really just consistent work from them. Are you going to say to yourself, wow, a Warfighter, this is the best cigar I've ever had in my life? Probably not, but at this price point. Now, this is a Robusto. Uh, you know, it's got uh, a little bit of pepper, that creamy sweetness, chocolate, some leather. Uh, under $10 a stick. They have several different cigars that they come out with. And I I, I think Placencia. Placencia. What about them? I think they partner. Is, is, that, is that where they, where I they make I think so. I, 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 maybe, I should, maybe I'm speaking out of turn there. Don't speak I, out of turn. Uh, but uh, Warfighter, to me, we have talked to them the last couple of years at the Premium Cigar Association trade show, and uh, we've always come away impressed with them, and we've come away uh, with several of their cigars, and I just have been a big fan of their work. So, uh, we reviewed it earlier this year, the Corojo Robusto, $9.50 a cigar. Yeah, I, I, I love the Warfighter pick, because I, I dig the dudes. I absolutely... Dig, dig the guys, and and yes, by the way, I, I, I you do have it, you you do have it right that Warfighter uh, does work with 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 Placencia in in their uh, uh, at their Tabacalera. Good guys, and what we said about them in the, in the last cigar review we did, you ha- you can absolutely trust it. Yeah, you know it's going to be fine. You know it's going to work. You know that it, whether it's it's yard work or the golf course or just sitting with it with a drink. It's going to work. And there's a pleasure in that. Guys who are creating something that you can have faith in. I think that is, that is an unconventional first pick, but I think it's a great one. Good on you, and congratulations to Warfighter. My cigars of the year are coming up. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So there is a story out of New York that has ruffled a few feathers. It's a story about Chick-fil-A. And I said ruffled a few feathers. I see what you did there. See, drink smoke. I'm Tony Katz. And that is Fingers Malloy. If you haven't gotten any good Christmas gifts, treat yourself with Let's Go Bourbon and Let's Go Barbecue. Available at Amazon.com. Those are our books. And even if Christmas has come and gone, you can still, you can still get those gifts right now or you can buy them from some, for somebody you love. And you can learn how to smoke a bird from Let's Go Barbecue and the feathers will be ruffled there as well. You can't tie those things together. No? The story out of New York is that they are putting forth legislation that would require food establishments, eateries, in uh, rest stops and and other areas that are controlled by the New York State Thruway Authority to be open every day, meaning Monday through Sunday, which means Chick-fil-A would now have to operate on Sundays. Fingers Malloy, you have no problem with this? Uh, The only way I have a problem with this is if they don't have this requirement of other businesses that are in these rest stops. 
if it's just restaurants, but if there are like little convenience stores or shops or whatever that aren't required to be open on Sunday, then I have a problem with it because then it really feels like they're specifically going after Chick-fil-A. There are seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven restaurants owned by the Thruway Authority, uh, 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 seven Chick-fil-A franchises. Now, the fact that it would impact future contracts, fine. No problem. But if the New York uh, Authority of anything thinks that they can force Chick-fil-A in their current contract, depending on the contract is written, to open up on Sundays, they're nuts. If they want to force Chick-fil-A out, that is, that is, it's, it's gross, but it's fine. Conceptually, I get your point. You want to be able to stop somewhere seven days a week and be able to get food and not have the lines be longer because the options are limited because this place is closed on a Sunday. Well, you got to make that known. You can't force a change on Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A should sue and Chick-fil-A should be victorious. But if you make the change in contracts going forward and a contract expires, well, then a contract expires. The question is, did they create this as a way of going after Chick-fil-A, not liking something politically? And I got to believe for no matter how criminally insane the city or the the city of New York or the state of New York is, Maybe they just want people to be able to get some Savaro pizza on a Sunday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> as people are driving wherever. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't want to believe that this was political. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to turn a new leaf here in 2024, Tony, where I'm not going to jump to, conclu- to conclusions. I'm not going to pull out my jump to conclusions mat and say, well, this was clearly a political decision. It could very well be, like you said, uh you know, it's frustrating for travelers when they have to pull over and there's a restaurant there that's closed. Uh, and uh, who knows what, if, if they get a percentage of the, other than sales tax or food tax or whatever, uh, if they get a percentage of whatever's sold at that rest stop. Who knows? But I think it is a very fair point that they, if they change the rules, which they apparently have done, it's not fair to those locations that are already in place to strong arm them into being open on Sunday. Right. But the the idea of a, a change in general, I think that people, when it's six days a week, they'll be sad that there's no Chick-fil-A. <laughs> on Sunday, they won't care what it is. Maybe the bigger question to ask is, how come other quick serve places cannot get to Chick-fil-A's level? How come, as a matter of service and a matter of um, just the, the appearance, the belief of service, how come they cannot rise to the Chick-fil-A level? What, what is this magic that these chicken Svengalis have? I, it beats me, but I'll tell you, I went to Chick-fil-A last night. Of course you did. On the way home. <laughs> and uh, the previous... Uh, night I went to McDonald's. Of course you did. And the line. How's around, the Atkins going? It's it's fantastic. It's the holiday season. Tony, let me live. I I went to Chick Fil A. Any more whipped cream you're putting in your diet coke? <laughs> you know what I I love about you, Tony, is you're so supportive. I am. Uh, but the the line was around the corner 
for Chick-fil-A. There were only like three or four cars in front of me at McDonald's. I got through the line faster at Chick-fil-A than I did at McDonald's. It's simply incredible. They have a whole process streamlined. They got people outside taking your order on uh, a, a tablet, taking your, your credit card. You can order on the app. You can zip through. They got people running in and out of the building with your order. I don't know about you, Tony, but I can't think of a time ever when I've gone to Chick-fil-A and I was missing something when I got home. It's all been in the bag. So, of course, and by the way, there have to be moments where they miss something. People are human and all that jazz. There's, has there really been from the other quick serve places? Like, like I'm not a Chick-fil-A guy. I mean, the waffle fries, sure. But I don't go. That is not my regular. That is not my, um, my, uh, what, what's, what's. Uh, Your jam? My, 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 my jam. That's not my indulgence place, you know. Uh, for me, uh, that, that is uh, Hardee's and Arby's. Uh, a chicken tender, like like a real, basically like a fried piece of chicken, that is joyous. Hardy's a burger, like I, I'll do a Hardy's burger, which is Carl's Jr. on on the other coast, and I and I love that, I adore that. Their fries are underrated. How is it that these other places have not picked up? If you work in one of these other places, don't you want to be better? Am I am I asking a ridiculous question in that? Well, I wonder. It seems like. Chick-fil-A treats their maybe treats their employees a little bit better, maybe pays them a little bit more. Uh, I don't know about that. Always have a Sunday off. You always have a weekend day off uh, at Chick-fil-A. Honestly, that could be something. That's not that's not nothing. That is not nothing. You're always gonna have Sundays off. Is not nothing. I had always heard that they paid more, but I have not looked uh, at any uh, job openings at Chick-fil-A lately. Uh, but uh, it's, it's it's a pleasant experience. You go there, everybody's friendly. Uh, they say, my pleasure. Uh, you know, when they give you your food, and you say thank you. And uh, No, I, I get it as far as why people really like it. But as we all know, uh, Popeye's has the superior chicken sandwich. Well, I, I'm not going to get into this. Uh, I... I am so nowhere near this fight. Popeyes has the better one. Oh, it's not even close. Uh, not not KFC. Does KFC even have a chicken? Is KFC no. still open? KFC is still open. They KFC does have the best mashed potatoes and gravy. They have what? The best mashed potatoes and gravy. You've ordered the mashed potatoes and gravy from Kentucky Fried Chicken. There have been times. Oh, good God! In my youth. Oh. You, when I ordered three days ago, it was Chick Fil A last night. It was McDonald's the night before. Before that, KFC. Because as uh, I mentioned on last week's show, I I just turned thirty, so I'm making some <laughs> lifestyle changes. But there was a time I would go for lunch at Kentucky Fried Chicken and just get a large mashed potatoes and gravy, and that was lunch. No. Yeah. No. It's it's a festival of flavor. Stop. Really? I'll eat a whole large mashed potatoes and gravy right now. Door dash it over here. And I'll even, well, no, I won't put any of the whip it on top. That's, you really did that? Of course. More than once. Several times. Sober. Look at me. <laughs> I, I am I befuddled. Have, I don't have ripped abs. I didn't know that was a thing. It's wonderful. I really grew up sheltered, guys. I I'm I'm I missed out 
on everything. Good That's evening. obvious. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. At the end of 2023, it is imperative that one reviews the year. If you're having a podcast or a blog or a radio show, a television show, anything with content, and you're not reviewing the year, well, they throw you out. They throw you right out of the content creation. You're not allowed, you're not allowed to stick around. Do you have to turn in your skate key, too? Your what? Your content creator skate key. You don't have one? It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy, a very happy new year to one and all. We're doing our cigars of the year. Fingers Malloy giving his just a moment ago with Cavalier, with West Tampa Tobacco. And coming in at number one, the Warfighter Corojo. Nice pick. He went budget. He talked. He worried about the money. And he said, I'm going to do things that are going to keep people with the green in their pocket and the cigar on their lips. They are very high-quality cigars at a budget price, and I know with inflation, the way it's been the past couple of years, people are worried uh, about how much they can spend on cigars. You can still find a great stick for under $11. Yeah, th- You can. You can. Uh, and, and I want to say, for the record, I still pay no attention to price whatsoever. Money no. shmoney. That's not what I say at all. We'll get to my top three cigars of the year. And if you missed our top three bourbons of the year, uh, that, that was last week, head on over to EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Go wherever it is you get your podcast. Look for it by name, Eat, Drink, Smoke, and subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it. But Fingers came up with a list. Some of the bigger stories, stranger stories that we did over the past year, and some of them I don't remember, um... Taylor Swift's cat is rich. Her cat? Yeah, her cat. They gave her a budget. She's got coin. But that episode, what really stuck out to me, episode 219, if you want to flashback, is this was right after Christmas, and uh, some husband gave his wife a gym membership for Christmas. That just screams, uh, honey, go ahead and hire a divorce lawyer. What? What if that's what she wanted? Well, if it, it gets to the point where it's on, on the New York Post that uh, you gave your wife a gym membership for a Christmas gift, it's probably not something she wanted. Is that right? That's my guess. All right. I, 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 I didn't think that was uh, the thing. I want to know more about Taylor Swift's cat. Actually, I take that back. I don't Do want to know anything about Taylor Swift. I, I, I'm not mad at her. I'm not angry. I'm just not interested. I was going to say the cat's name is Travis. It is not. No, it is I, not. Can I ask? Sure. Um, uh, uh, is is she any good? I mean, meaning that that as as a singer, <laughs> as a songwriter, okay. as a. I mean, I guess the performances, you know, the the shows are are, are good. Is she any good? I will say this about her. When she sings a song on stage, I feel like she's singing it directly to me. Oh. Oh. Then there was episode 227, Fingers Malloy, where somebody brought ribs onto the plane. You know how I hate this stuff. Yes. And you know, if, it, look, if you're going to bring ribs, you got to bring enough to share. <laughs> Eight ribs on a plane. Yeah. Had a whole rack. Uh, 
passenger across the aisle took the photo and said, is this acceptable? Is this now acceptable behavior on a plane? Full disclosure, guy was wearing a tuxedo. That's not factual. That's not factual at at, at all. Uh, Then, of course, we learned that Netflix was going to start cracking down on passwords. Uh, in, In 2023, they had encouraged password sharing and people utilizing the service and now they said we need that sweet coin we gotta go up against the hulus and the disney pluses and the paramounts and the peacocks and the this one and the that one we need some more cheddar yep and you know what i loved about that story too is they always try it somewhere else i think they tried it in south america first or and then they went to europe before they they did it in the united states and uh obviously people were upset about it because like you said it that seemed like it was part of the netflix business model. Hey, go ahead. Start an account. Share your password with everybody. We're fine with it. Well, they aren't fine with it anymore. Is there a story, Fingers, that for you jumped out of all the things we did and made you say, huh, that's something? I have to say uh, one of the stories that we covered for several weeks and then it kind of went away uh, was, will there eventually be a gas stove ban? Well, no, it didn't go away. It didn't go away. In the uh, media, the, the, I mean. The, the, they stopped talking about it. And the Biden administration, which offered up the idea, stopped talking about it. Oh, but oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're still working on this. Gas stoves, gas furnaces, gas hot water heaters. This is madness. As a matter of fact, there have been celebrity chefs who were scheduled to open restaurants in California where they said, no, no more gas stoves. And they were like, well, if I can't do a gas stove, I can't open my restaurant. Sorry. So yeah. they created loopholes specifically for the celebrity chefs. Are you saying celebrity chefs have better lobbyists than everyday folk? Turns out that that's possible. Oh, wow. That that is um, uh, possible to do. So uh, that one moved you. Any others? Because I've got one. That 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 hit me. Uh, well, why don't you go ahead and share the one that hit you? That Costco started selling gold bars. Yeah, because that is that is so being on top of it culturally. People taking a look at inflation, taking a look at a hedge in inflation, saying, "Okay, uh, what is it that people are doing? How do we get in on this?" And the buying and selling of gold is is super odd, super strange, super not easy. It's not an easy. Thing where, where you know figuring out the spreads and, and making money on that, but I think what Costco said is, you know what, we have this customer base. Why not just they, they're, they're going to do this? Why not just do it from us? And then we'll fit, maybe it'll help our jewelry sales, our watch sales. We can kind of grow from there. I thought that was just smart tapping into, as the kids say, the zeitgeist. So it's funny that you mentioned it because CNBC did a story five days ago. Costco sold more than $100 million in gold bars last quarter. Is that nuts? It's absolutely crazy. Customers are limited to two bars per Costco membership. They have a screenshot. They're one-ounce bars. Yes. One-ounce bars, 24-karat gold, uh, and they were currently selling for, when this screenshot was taken, Two thousand and seventy dollars per bar. Yeah, okay, that's that's the that's the price per ounce. That's that. Well, I mean that that price uh, fluctuates, but right now that's the that that's that's the price per ounce. I just thought it was smart, and and I and I wonder exactly 
you know, I think it was Amazon that was going to get into the insurance business. Mm-hmm. And you, you're like, well, there used to be these kinds of like siloed businesses, right? This business did this and this business did that. And then sometimes there's a little bit of crossover. Now it's like we have customers. How can we service them? Yeah. How can we provide for them? How can we make their life easier and really engage the whole one-stop shop concept? Out of uh, five stars, members rated the gold bars at Costco 4.9 out of five stars. The main complaint, sales tax. I thought the main complaint was no onion gun. Oh, there it is. Right? It all comes back to the onion gun. It all comes back to the onion gun, which I put on my hot dog with ketchup. Ugh. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. Look, uh, Christmas has come and gone, but maybe you didn't get good gifts. Maybe you didn't give good gifts. It is not too late. Head on over to Amazon.com and get our books, Let's Go Bourbon and Let's Go BBQ. Let's Go Barbecue. They're available at Amazon.com from Tony Katz and Fingers Malloy. We are Eat, Drink, Smoke, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Get the books. Save Christmas. I'm save your family, save your future. Truer words have never been spoken, Tony. And I don't have it in front of me, the link to the books, but I'm pretty sure with Amazon nowadays, you can order it. It'll be on your front porch five minutes later. Five minutes later. Someone will personally read it to you. <laughs> Jeff Bezos will come to your home. Uh, get the, uh, the, the, the books. We've been doing our cigars of the year. Mm-hmm. And Fingers Malloy had a good, good list, a budget list. If you will, he started number three on his list uh, with the U.S. regional exclusive or the exclusiva, exclusiva. from a Cavalier uh, Tobacco. Uh, Sebastian and that team over there love what Cavalier does day in and day out. His number two was the Red Toro from West Tampa Tobacco, where he has found an, an affinity for that cig- for that company and the cigars that they make. And a really nice pick on the number one. The Warfighter Garrison Corojo Robusto, which is Warfighter veteran-owned. Uh, I, I, we, we both uh, are, are under the belief they do the work there at the Placencia factory. And they just build a cigar you can rely on. And that matters. You're spending your money. You're, you're, you, you, you want to budget this thing, but you want to be able to enjoy. You want something that's worthwhile to enjoy. So the actual tobacco, the craftsmanship, you just... 10 11 dollars a stick something you can have faith in I think it's 10 11 dollars but depending on the cigar 9 to 1050 a stick it's it's a great choice warfighter wonderful wonderful people the garrison corojo robusto an excellent choice my choice is fingers malloy paid no attention to price whatsoever money schmoney actually price schmice oh very is, nice. is is what i did right there it was a price uh, Schmeiss. Now, uh, let, let me start with my number three. Let me start with my number three cigar. I don't think there was any doubt that Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust was going to end up on my list. What Steve Saka and that team does is stunning. And I could have done a whole list of Dunbarton cigars that I adore. I had a box of the 2022 U-Boats where they come out once a year. And I, I got the box, and I put it in my humidor, and I forgot about it. And I've only, a year later, I started smoking it. It's just so lovely. But my number three 
is the Mikarita Black Papasaka. The five and five eighths by 48. Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro, Mexican San Andreas in the binder, and this mix of Dominican, Nicaraguan, and Honduran uh, fillers. Just such a full-on delicious cigar. This is not my normal size uh, uh, of smoke. I, I admit the idea uh, of being only five and five eighths, the idea of the 48 uh, ring gauge, uh, that's that's probably as low as I like to go. It's not that it feels like a billy club in the hand. It just is this beautiful, beautiful preparation. This beautiful uh, coming together uh, of, 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 of a cigar. And in that Vitola, in that 48, where you're getting more of that wrapper, I like Connecticut Broadleaf. I like it as Maduro. The oils in this, the whole thing just fills, fills the cheek, fills the palate. It's a delicious, delicious cigar every step of the way. It's an excellent pick. I've actually smoked a couple of these for my Detroit Lions Wayne Fonts victory cigars uh, after a Lions victory. It's a nice touch of oil. Like you said, it's got the pigtail cap. Uh, it's it's a great smoke. I think we got those with the uh, Red Meat Lovers. When we did the review, you were yeah. having a Red Meat Lovers, yeah. which is another great... By the way, very similar sticks. Yeah. Very similar sticks uh, in, in terms of uh, the, the, the tobaccos used. But what Steve Sock has done in the preparation, very different results uh, coming in. And you can find that for somewhere between $15 and $16 a, a, a cigar. But again, five and five eight. So it's not a Churchill. So you, you are spending a, a little bit more. That's my number three. Number two surprised me because number two was a surprise. It was the Tres Compadres from Kristoff. Mm. We got this as a sample when we were in Vegas, they are now out with the proper bands and everything else. This is a full-on medium cigar, Nicaraguan Puro. Uh, the story is it, it, you've, you've got Glenn Case and two friends uh, who had been together for forever, and the friends had passed away. And so he made this cigar, if you will, for them, the Trace Compadres. I was... I like Glenn Case. I like the idea of Kristoff. But there have been Kristoff cigars that have just not, they have not met the standard. They're just, they've been okay. They haven't overwhelmed. But just the other day, you and I had a chance to have the Kristoff pissed off. Mm -hmm. That cigar, which was named by a, a customer, is is just this big, beautiful, fun smoke. And you're like, that's good. And 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 you, you realize that they can do it. Yeah. The Trace Compadres was the first time in a while where I feel like, yeah, they figured it out. Yeah. They got it. Whatever was was going on, at least my take, my view of their cigars, they have got it together. It's got this wood. It's got this nuttiness. It's got this creaminess. The the, the wrapper was, was just, just felt wonderful. It was so well put together. It was well thought out. You felt that as you're smoking it, there was there was purpose, and it was nice to see. And the Trace Compadres is is one that, as I've gone through it, I, I don't remember when we reviewed it. If I said there would be a box, I, I that is a, especially now that I've I've got the new humidor coming. Well, actually, it's here because <laughs> we're building the new studio, and I did happen to pick up a seventeen hundred count cigar uh, cigar humidor. Thank you, thank you, Fingers Malay. Seventeen hundred, a box could be in there. I just picked up a three hundred stick humidor. <laughs> 
We don't have a problem. You have a problem. <laughs> How about that? Um, but yes, and and this this is a once a month uh, a smoke or or, or or twice a month. I could see. I could see. I I just. I, I think they knocked it out of the park here. I have to revisit the stick. I did find one of these today in my humidor with the plain band that they hadn't had the uh, the, the new band yet for it. I like what Kristoff does, the, the Cameroon, the Maduro. Great sticks. But my number one actually only got reviewed a couple of weeks ago. And I found myself amazed because I had smoked one. And then for the show, we did a different one. And I've now gone back to the first one. I'm never one who reaches for the spice. I don't mind spice, whether it's a red pepper, a white pepper, a black pepper, some level of, of, of mix, some, some, some temperature, some heat, if you will, that can come from the cigar. But I found myself, when it first came out, the Coseca from Placencia, the Honduran Puro, I'm like, this is fun. This is good. And they came out with the 151. Placencia's 151 Coseca. A Honduran Puro. Honduran wrapper. I shouldn't say Honduran Puro. Because it's Honduran and wrapper, Honduran and binder. But I have read different things about it having Nicaraguan filler. This is a medium full cigar. And I am smoking it right now. It is my cigar of the year. I think, because the, the one that I'm smoking right now is the Toro, which is uh, the, the almost six inch by 54. We, on the show finger, smoked the San Diego, which is a almost six inch by 46, which is a really kind of fun uh, ring gauge. This bigger is actually better. The bigger is better. The spice hit is just punch you perfectly. And then it mixes with this little cocoa and cedar undertone. The Placencia Coseca 151 is my cigar of the year. And I don't think I'm wrong, kids. I don't think I'm wrong at all. About $15 a stick and well, well worth it. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Do you Wikipedia? Sure, we all do. So much so uh, that Wikipedia is one of the most traveled websites uh, when, you, when you go on the internet. So we here at Eat, Drink, Smoke love our lists and the USA Today has won the top 25 most viewed Wikipedia articles of 2023. Let's review. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy along with Tony Katz who is a huge Wikipedia guy. So this is a list of, of what now? The 25 most viewed Wikipedia articles of 2023. Wikipedia is is basically the world's encyclopedia. It's it's people contributing to to information. Yes. I didn't know they were referred to as articles. Absolutely. Do, do you have is there a Tony Katz? There Wikipedia used to be article? and then someone said he's not famous enough and they got rid of it. And so I I've never put it back. Are there, you there, serious? There, there used to be a Tony Katz Wikipedia page. I don't I don't think it's there any anymore. Um, the, the actor who played Meat in Porky's has a Wikipedia page. Yeah, I don't have it anymore, but I, I think we can put it back. Like, we can just do it. What are they going to I mean, someone will try to take it down again, then you put it up again, you do it, you do it, you do the whole thing. You are a nationally syndicated radio talk show host. I'm a heck of a guy. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
Uh, but but hey, it, 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 they they don't have it anymore. I, I, I can either be angry about it or I can go about living my life. Guess what I chose to do? <laughs> this is a bizarre list. I mean, you talk about topics all over the map. Uh, you get it in the top 25 searches of uh, Wikipedia on Wikipedia for 2023. Number 25, Andrews hate. And then right above that, 24, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. <laughs> All right. So so Andrew Tate is this guy. He, did he go to jail? He, he, he teaches men how to be men, which I don't think he actually... Uh, does and it's all about alpha maleness and then uh, the allegations of of, of abuse of, of of women and I was like yeah I'm not I'm not following this guy thank you but I, but stuff like that really does seem to capture the the, the imagination it, it always does yeah like how guys like this they find a following people are desperate to to feel connected to something. It, it, it's, it's incredible. I do feel like there is a sense that men out there today are searching for something. Oh, you want to get into this? Am I wrong? No. So they're uh, trying so to gravitate to something. They're, it's like they're, they're searching. They're, a lot of men are just lost. Part of, now, this, this is a serious cultural issue in that if you take a look societally in, in the United States, you go to go to elementary school go to middle school and there is no recognition that boys are different than girls and they learn differently and they learn at different paces and boys need activity physically need activity but they're told to calm down and they've got to be in this box and so there is this trying to change their their natural state which isn't bad don't please don't ever tell me about toxic masculinity i won't i won't i I won't i won't have it um, then you have a society that says if you ask a girl out wrong, well, that could be uh, offensive and you can get in trouble. If, if you put your hand on a girl's shoulder, uh, that, that could be un, 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 unwanted advances. You can get in trouble. And they are told so many ways that there are to be in trouble, so many ways that they're doing things wrong. And then they're told by society, look how bad you are and look how toxic you are and look how you treat this. And, look, and they haven't treated anybody poorly in their entire lives. And they say, you know what? I've got video games and I have Pornhub. And if you think I'm kidding, this is what they're saying. And they give up. If, if you go to Helen Smith, uh, and her book, Men on Strike. Uh, and, there, and there are other uh, books like this. It all addresses the, this issue that we there, there is a pure demonization of men and masculinity. And it is absolutely correlated with the pseudo concepts of feminism. Not with women being strong, women being capable, women being able, able women deserving respect. But what you see on the other side of that, which is this idea that women have somehow this, this, this right, this duty, this everything to be hyper-aggressive and abusive and, and men should just take it and culturally they should just take it. It is, it is a madness that is taking place. And anybody who wants to argue this, this, this isn't political. This is cultural and yes, very dangerous. And ask people who raise boys if this is real. Oh, this is very, very real. Well, in 2023, going into 2024, if you hear the word masculinity, what 
immediately pops into your mind based on how you're conditioned fingers by the media? Fingers Malloy. I think immediately Fingers Malloy. What's the second thing you think of, though? Fingers Malloy. There it is. Uh, both. Both things I think of. Most people will say toxic. Right. Because that's how the media and how it feels like educators are conditioning uh, young men and society it's that ma- masculinity is toxic. But then it's funny, as you if you see... Uh, Social media influencers that are female, that are single, a lot of times if you see them uh, post videos uh, and they're in their 30s and they're singles, they're single, a lot of the gripes are men don't know how to ask women out anymore. Why don't men know how to treat women? And it's like because they're scared. <laughs> they're terrified that they're going to do something wrong and they're told, uh, uh, geez, should I open the door for her. She's a strong, independent woman. Is that going to offend her? And then you have parts of society that, um, that you know, single parents, boys raised by the mother and by the grandmother and by the aunt, and they don't have any positive male role models, and they, they, they don't know how to be men. They don't know how to act. But I, I, I must caution there's a mistake that gets made in this conversation. I don't mean to, to, to you know, take it on, on some level of rant here. The mistake that gets made is that you'll then hear people say, yeah, we need more men in society. Guys, there are men in society. They're not bragging. They're not Andrew Tate. What they're doing is they're going to work every day at a job they don't like. What they're doing is making sure they put their kids ahead of them. What they do is make sure there's food on the table. What they do is pay their taxes. What they do is simply go about living their lives every day, trying to make things a little bit better. They're everywhere, and they don't get any respect. They don't get any notice. They don't get any applause. And every day, they're told, you're told, that somehow it's not enough. These, these, these men, and they are men, are role models and should damn well be respected. It goes further than not getting respect. In a lot of ways, in media today, in Hollywood or on television, they're mocked openly. It's the dolty husband who who's a little slow, and you know the the, the female in the house holds it all together. And you know, in a lot of places, a lot of instances, yes, the the female does hold the house together, but. The male isn't this dopey character that just kind of wanders in and out of the house. If, if your life, your marriage resembles a sitcom, you're doing it wrong. I say it. I mean it. I will say it anywhere. You're doing it wrong. And one of the reasons I never let my kids watch Disney TV, because it was the same concept. The parents were always dopes. The kids were super smart and pulling fast ones on the parents. Is this what you want to teach your kids? That's crazy. So no, never did it. We will have this list up over there at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Uh, Number one uh, searched article on Wikipedia, chat GPT. Oh, AI is it and is only growing, kids. Only growing. AI will just, there's only one thing AI can never replace, and that is us. It's true. Because we're going to keep doing the show. Can't smoke cigars. AI cannot smoke cigars. It could give a cigar review, but it's a lie. It's a fraud. It's a flim-flam. If you missed any part of what we're doing, find it at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. And, of course, subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you get that done. We hope you had a brilliant New Year's. Spectacular and wonderful. We hope it's great. We hope 2024 is for you what it is for us. Healthy, 
and happy and fun. And with more live events in 2024, we hope we get a chance to see you. We appreciate you. We can't thank you enough for being a part of what's happening here at Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation. That's Fingers Malloy. I'm Tony Katz. Happy New Year. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke, on Facebook, facebook.com slash eatdrinksmoke, and Instagram, at Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast.